Here we are, Dream Warriors, 50.3. What am I doing with this numbering? I have no idea. Uh, no, I do, I do. I'll, I'll get a little bit more into that. Uh, we got a topic today. Uh, I think it's, ooh, people glossed over this one real quick. Uh, let's just hit that music and get going. Tuesday. Um, let's let's get the date right. Uh, Tuesday, August 29th uh, is in the a.m. Uh, dealing with rain. Uh, I think we're at a little bit of a lull, lull period with, with the rain. Uh, I, I got coffee just ripping it in, in the background because I need it. Um, yeah, so uh, the last uh, episode, uh, 50, I, I think I owe everyone a uh, apology. Uh, Dream Warriors 50.2 did not have an introduction because it was just it was not recorded and uh, I really hate going back and even adding to um, unless if, if it's for the YouTube releases adding anything that isn't recorded during session uh, it's a pet peeve of mine I think uh, I like to have a practice and hit all the marks and hey uh, that was the first time. I think that that might have been the first outside of episode one. Um, so that's your Dream Warriors tr- trivia there. Uh, 50.2 uh, and Dream Warriors episode one are the only two without an introduction. Yeah, so what exactly are we doing here? Um, uh, yeah, so let, just building into uh, where we are. Um, Sunday night. Two days ago, uh, Mark and I um, got back to um, the regular practice of Dream Warriors. So we recorded uh, two episodes. First time we did two episodes back to back Sunday night, and it was maybe like a four-hour recording session with like a maybe like a thirty-minute break. But we we relatively did episodes fifty-one and fifty-two. Uh, we get into a um, discussion on Alien Covenant and get out because we are grossly divided on both of those movies. Um, you know, Mark, Mark, uh, kind of being a little bit of a self-analytical rock star. You know, it's it's slow with him, but um, he's. I see him turning a corner to where, um, you know, he, he, he realizes he, he, he sets up these movies to, um, to disappoint him. And (laughs) he, I, I think it's, it's, it's kind of getting through that. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, trailers, we need trailers. People trailers are, are, they're a big thing. Um, Oh, coffee is, is done. Um, I, I might just have to stop to, to make some call uh, to, to get some of that. Um, nothing like the morning ritual of coffee, but yeah. So Mark Mark's kind of turning this corner. I think we, we see it with fifty uh, one and fifty two, um, and then we go into a Netflix discussion with fifty two, and there is like a little <laughs> oh geez, there's political stuff. Um, that, that I got into not really like political um, more like explanations and and kind of like uh, you know like talking about something without uh, the use of headlines or clickbait uh, which is really what's plaguing um, all the media today uh, you know um, the, the this you know, like being able to make money off of clicks and articles and time spent reading, you know, which is where you get all the uh, those slideshows from. It, it, it's just destroying um, how we talk about things. And there's so much misinformation or misunderstood information or just pieces of information that are just incomplete. 
and so we kind of touched on some of that on on Dream Warriors Fifty Two. Um, you know, uh, I'm debating on on cutting all of it out and just sticking to our Netflix conversation because everybody you know wants to know what 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 we think of the uh, Defenders and what Marvel's really doing with Netflix overall, which is um, always extraordinary. Too too many ums there. Oh yeah, and I'm sorry. I'm just kind of struggling because I got the I got the sun like beaming right into my uh, right into my grill. Uh, but you know what? Yeah. I use I usually wear a uh, backwards baseball cap. <laughs> when when I record, which anyone that that follows me on Instagram, aka Pad Thirteen, uh, I'm usually always wearing a backwards baseball cap. I just flipped the bill to to get, get some shadow on my eye. So yeah, so we're we're here we're, uh, in the morning, and uh, you know th- this is not a uh, coffee and news with Peter episode. This is still. A hey, um, Dream Warriors is on pause hiatus, and and we're t- t- taking a little break to, to figure it out. So, uh, yeah, and j- just to run everyone into where where things are right now. Um, so Sunday was late night session, two episodes, four hours. Monday rolls around. I wanted to start releasing a run of what would lead into Fifty One, the Return to Dream Warriors, and I just couldn't do it. Uh, Mondays have become complete shutdown rest days for me, meaning I'll sleep a few hours Sunday going into Monday, power through Monday, come home and, uh, you know, watch The Bachelorette with a female friend of mine, uh, eat, you know, like we usually eat a lot of food, (laughs) good and bad, uh, you know, healthy or unhealthy, I'll say. And when she leaves, she usually leaves around 12. You know, I just shut down. Uh, I, I always have a list of, like, she'll leave and I'll make a list of things to get to. Um, I wanted to do some uh, recording, which is what, what we're doing now. I wanted to do this Monday evening. And, now, and, and okay. So, you know, it, it gets disappointing when you crash like that and you have things on your list. And, um, you know, you know, there's maybe been like a little gap with, with Dream Warrior releases, but uh, th- this is the only welcome gap that I um, was comfortable with. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to we're going to pause real quick. We're, we're going to we're going to make some uh, Reese's Pieces, the light creamer, Reese's Pieces Buttercup, the light creamer iced coffee because uh, it's the bomb diggity and uh, Peter needs some of that (laughs) not even just to be awake because I'm fully awake right now but just to put something in my stomach (laughs) so just give me a few I'll I'll, I'll be right back and um, I'll I'll, I'll let you know what Dallas is up to when I return okay yeah that was that was that so I don't know I, I got one of those ninja coffee makers and it's so tricky sometimes. It made like I might have had it on specialty, bro, but it essentially made a double shot of espresso <laughs> instead of instead of a pot of coffee. And it's literally right behind me, and I just was not paying attention to it because I was just trying to get my head straight for 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 this episode. And so now we're we're back recording a full pot, and I'm trying to trying to keep my eye on it. And already it's it's more than what it previously did. So. Yeah, so just, just to introduce uh, like a little bit of the precept here is, uh, you know, I'm big on retaining information and memorizing things. Uh, I think when you're discussing, especially today, like any hot button, political, and you know, I will say even if you're going to argue Michael Bay is next to Spielberg, the the second greatest filmmaker of all time. Uh, you gotta have something, and you can't be looking things up on your phone all the time. If, if you're going to argue that that Warner Brothers is doing Zack Snyder dirty with the Josh Whedon, uh, you know, jumping, 
you know, or the, the Zack Schneider pool, the Justice League Zack Schneider pool. Uh, you got it. And if you think that's an injustice, injustice, and it's not just uh, how you feel. Uh, it's good sometimes to have facts, facts that illustrate that there may might be a deeper want for something else, meaning that uh, people will bash Zack Schneider for being um, like slow motion. He doesn't do characters very well. He's all flash. He's no substance. And you can kind of be like, well, uh, these you know, like, here are some examples of his character. Like, he's he's illustrated a character. Uh, yeah, you know, like, he, he wrote this in the, the Making of Superman book about his connection with the Man of Steel. And uh, here are some, like, indicators of what his intent was with Man of Steel. And he did this with Watchmen. And look at his box office numbers. And he's the architect. Uh, after pushing out Christopher Nolan for the DCEU. And that, like, you know, like just through, like, fact, you, you sculpt a position. I'm a big, uh, maybe a little obsessive about it, of not having to look everything up. Uh, I, I'm kind of sick of people just uh, constantly having to flip something up on their phone to illustrate the point that they don't even have uh, formulated yet. But somehow Wikipedia fills in that gap for them w- where it doesn't. And, you know, um, one, one of the argue, argumentative arguing techniques, um, so that coffee is going. Holy moly. Yeah, someone's like a full pot. I don't know what. I, I guess I I guess I selected specialty brew when I made my previous pot, but I, I don't care. I'm doing double shot espresso, two giant coffee cubes because I don't use ice cubes anymore. I use coffee cubes. That's a little bit of a secret trick, and a crap load of the Reese's Pieces peanut butter cup delights creamer, and I don't know. I'm loving it. It's just so good everyone so when what 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 we're doing now is a example of of that of me just going off the top of my head remembering what i remember uh with little research uh the only research i did of what i'm about to get into if you haven't seen the, the show title or you know any of the information about the show like the uh you know this will not be using the thumbnail where i'm still using the standard uh stained by you know the uh tv going off air um thumbnails for this because when 51 rolls around we will have a new thumbnail design which i'm very excited for um this it was friday night a couple days ago and i was i wanted to do what was you know what i call a staycation just wanted to stay home and and decompress and i needed it Uh, i think this is why i also crashed so hard on monday so i'm i'm literally at home i I think what did i put on might have been the, like the Green Mile because that's on Cinemax and I haven't seen that in a while and I just wanted to, to have uh, that about so good with dialogue. You know, everyone will gravitate towards uh, Quentin Tarantino, but when it comes to dialogue, uh, to me it's like that about Woody Allen. Uh, like they're almost like my you know, and, and you Quentin's right in there, but like the, the, those are the guys I would scoop together. Uh, you know, having views on screenwriters too, and what they're good at, or what um, what shines through their screenplays and ends up on film. Uh, yeah, you know that that'll get your bonus points with me when you criticize a film. But anyway, so I'm just sitting down. I'm taking notes. John called me previously that day to ask my opinion on, on something, and uh, the last two or three Fridays, uh, John's called me. John, who's been a previous part of Dream Warriors. There we go. Coffee pot is done. Uh, he's he's called me on a Friday where I have been um, <laughs> holed up in a uh, McDonald's off of Broad Street, uh, stuffing my face, and this time I was eating a family size box of a um the twelve dollar family box which is two cheeseburgers two big macs five nuggets and two medium fries and it's awesome 
so I was eating that and the people there uh, which are always like super nice uh, it's crazy some of the people in that McDonald's are as nice as they are because they do nothing but deal with uh, pieces of crap pieces of SHIT like all shift because it's on Broad Street and it's like literally right next to either a homeless shelter or like a halfway house so and this is how we get diverse so um, moving on so John calls me and he's asking, uh, did, did I see, what do I think about uh, Jim Lee's comments, Ben Shapiro's comments, or on the James Cameron comments about Wonder Woman? And, yeah, I was just, just piecing it together as I was um, talking to him and stuffing my face with the horrible food, right? Food that was gonna kill you. And, you know, like, I just remembered some things hitting my newsfeed. It was kind of out of my mind, even on Friday. And so, essentially, James Cameron made comments uh, about Wonder Woman that the internet uh, just really went buck wild with uh, people tweeting to him, retweeting his comments, and taking a uh, it's called virtue signaling against James Cameron. And I just remembered uh, the, like the one byline because I, I use Feedly for uh, just about a dozen different types of uh, news aggregation. Like as uh, and by types I mean uh, subject meaning uh, I have one just for Apple I have one just for what Google's doing I have one for horror movies I have one for um, movies in general I have one for New Jersey for PA uh, it's a lot of my topics okay and uh, Feedly really uh, just it's so quick and, and I love it so I remember seeing something and one, one of the, the comments or the headlines on Feedly was um, like Wonder Woman uh, is not like progress uh, what, like Wonder Woman's uh, so I speak with John and you know I was even curious to why someone even like Ben Shapiro would comment on other people's comments of James Cameron and I don't know what Ben Shapiro said I, I, honestly I really don't care when it comes to, to this matter uh, because you know but I know Ben Shapiro is a certifiable like sexy genius one of a kind uh, I'm not sure I think that dude was made in, in, in the laboratory and then he mentioned Jim Lee too um, I later could not find what Jim Lee said I looked for a couple minutes and I just didn't care so I'm home Friday taking notes because I wanted to get into that and I wanted to research it. I wanted to see what other DC creators and see who from their executive branch, uh, see what they said and see how like congruent or not, not really congruent. Um, if there was like any collusion in talking points, um, I didn't get that deep because, um, someone knocked on my door and asked me if I wanted to party on their roof deck. And that turned into a cocaine party on my roof deck at Friday. <laughs> So, um, hold up. After that, you got to drink some coffee. So, I'm setting this up to kind of like where my points are coming from, which is essentially I, I took notes. Uh, John, John called me uh, Friday. Uh, we talked about while I was at McDonald's. Later that night, I put on the green mile, took notes, went to a roof party, drank my face off, did cocaine, and a couple of days went by. Now we're here. Okay. So, and I have not um, did any additional research, but one thing occurred to me today, which was um, <laughs> there is nothing on this. Like no, uh, no YouTube, anything. Uh, there's no nothing additional in my feed, and and that's what motivated me to just sit back down and, and do this and release this before we uh, start marching towards uh, Dream Warriors 51. Uh, 
how did this just get looked over so quick? Is it, is it the, you know, and I guess the positive in just how the news cycle and even the internet fever uh, glossed over this and moved on real quick. Uh, the only the positive part is that it, it, it did happen. I was it, it. I was shocked when I realized it didn't. But it could have been the Houston uh, tragedy, which is uh, nothing but apocalyptic. If you if you look at those pictures, um, very scary stuff. I, I grew up in a basement that was <laughs> like prone to flooding. And there is like a fear of water coming in and destroying your stuff. And that mildew smell that is still with me today. So I, I see those pictures and geez, you know, like, um, I don't want to say I wish I could do something. I wish I could donate because I got my own problems. <laughs> Like and and I I have plenty of friends that are slash uh, social work for me. Uh, Mark, uh, not that Mark, N- not Dream Warriors Fifty One Mark, the other Dream Warriors Mark. Uh, I'm talking to you, buddy. Uh, he's he's one of them. But yeah, so I took notes. A couple of days went by, uh, and now now we're here. So there, there there there's there's been no dialogue and no conversation about this. So. What I'm getting at is that, so James Cameron was talking to, uh, I think, The Guardian, and he was asked, hey, uh, like, what do you think about the the Wonder Woman movie? You know, and let, let me let me just tell you, I'll just tell you, because I'm going to just bring it up. There you go, let's, let's just sit through James Cameron. Yeah. James Cameron Wonder Woman is already a suggested Google search. Okay. Might have been The Verge, I'm sorry. Okay. So. Like, like not to mention, like, Wonder Woman is a character that has highly been sexualized throughout her entire history. The creation of Wonder Woman was this was to respond to um, male fetishes. Okay, like male dominance over women. Okay, it, uh, she was not empowerment at all. Um, you know, even going up to the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 80s being her best period with, with George Perez. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm having a little bit of feedback issue here. I'm not sure if the mic's picking that up. Yeah, and uh, even if you bring Wonder Woman into the the '90s, it's uh, it's phenomenal that it's uh, she's even looked at as female empowerment because uh, any female character that survived through the '90s, uh, you have to be upset at these companies if you're going to take a, a somewhat of a, of a feminist stance. And, and by, by that, I mean is that, is that these companies did nothing but sell women as objects uh, to young men, to young readers. Impressionable minds are now adults that uh, went through college and entered into the workforce. Uh, yeah, 90s comics helped shape uh, the objectiv- objectification of women. But, you know, we will not ever hear that at all. Discuss. I, I got this article here, and it's like... <sighs> It's too long. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get something uh, right here. Let, let's see what Wired says. Okay. Um. Jeez. Uh, you know what? That Wired. I think Wired aggregated all of the um, some of the, the Twitter responses. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm derailing this, and and I had such a good setup too. Uh, let's see here. Uh, one more set. Okay, so he, uh, so the the big one. Okay, so the the big buzz. Yeah, so the buzzword was that that women, one woman set women back. Um, let me see here. James Cameron, the filmmaker and director of Tech, and we we know who he is. Uh, who's um. I thought it was probably one of Jenkins having it. Well, 
Yeah, he, he said Wonder Woman is a step backwards. Patty Jenkins, who's really only directed one movie ever, Monster, uh, responded this way to James Cameron. James Cameron, uh, I think per capita, per capita, even with inflation, the highest grossing, largest audience, theater filling um, talent that's ever graced. Um, ever graced Hollywood. Okay, uh, this dude James Cameron is a force. Calling James Cameron force in nature is a understatement. Okay, uh, but this is what Patty Jenkins had to say to James Cameron. Uh, James Cameron's inability to understand what one woman is or stands for to women all over the world is un surprising as though he is a great filmmaker he is not a woman okay that's that's fantastic jenkins wrote on twitter post later thursday night um if women have to always be hard tough troubled to be strong and we aren't free to be multi-dimensional or celebrate an icon of women everywhere because she is attractive and loving then we haven't come very far have we okay wow well, we, we just went into some of the origins of, of, of the character. So, Patty Jen- Jenkins um, just got hired to make a movie, and she knows nothing of the character. Uh, we Drew Moore's already went through uh, one woman as a role model. Uh, a fictional character should not be a role model for anyone, ever. Okay. Um, it's part of issue with Norm. He he mentioned that uh, Punisher and Batman were like male role models for him, and um, yeah, uh, it's uh, I've I've seen the, the the damage of of that. Okay, now uh, role models should be real people, people who have been through adversity we can relate to, not fighting Greek gods and kissing Superman. There is nothing role model about that. Okay. Uh, watch the CrossFit games. If 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 you want, if uh, Sarah Starsgard, okay, uh, they're they're all <laughs> Northlanders, okay. I, I always butcher their last name. Watch the CrossFit games. Watch the female competitors. Okay, those are your <laughs> those are some strong role models. They, those girls will snap you in half, and uh, some of them are so freaking hot. <laughs> like uh, Amy Amy uh, Stahl's daughter. Oh my God, love that girl. I followed her on, on Instagram. Um, she was eating these like chocolate crepes the other day uh, with, I think it was like banana. It looked so good. But yeah, so that that was Patty Jenkins' response. Uh, later, Jeff Johns responded, uh, retweeting that. Um, John mentioned that Jim Lee may have made a, a comment. I couldn't find it. Um, so... So that was that, okay? And that kind of like went away. So they they immediately started to label uh, James Cameron as a like woman-hating feminist. And you know what? I'm just gonna go into something real quick, quick. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. I I just wanted to verify if Gail Gail Ainhard was one of the producers for that. And, And I'm almost positive she was. Um, cause, cause I'm making a, a point here. You know what? I don't have a full. I don't have a, you know, like, it, it, why is it when you need to look things up on the internet? Some days it, there is nothing. <laughs> you get nothing. All right, storyline, box office, technical, even IMDb. Where is the, the uh, director, writer, stars? Okay, no. Uh, so am I just gonna have to Google Gail Lane Heard now and and backtrack? Cause I just gave away my 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 point. Uh, production girl. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Gail Ann Heard. Gail Ann Heard Terminator Terminator is a already suggested. Alright, so uh, anyone okay, yeah, so here here, here we go, okay? <laughs> So James Cameron just makes a comment. He goes, look, the way I interpret that is if, if, if you're saying a Wonder Woman 
is um, not very progressive for women. It's a step backward. Uh, you you're you're viewing it uh, from a guy that's made some of the biggest movies ever, all featuring strong female characters. Uh, really brought female action stars in the forefront with Aliens. Uh, people will say uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, but no, it was it was Aliens. Uh, between Alien and Alien, Sigourney Weaver, Ripley, that type of character, uh, it went back to just being slaughtered, okay? Ripley in Alien, the Ridley Scott movie, okay, is a smart, tough, uh, clever, okay, um, you know, like kicking and screaming, not giving up type of character. Okay, that, that character relatively uh, went away for what was considered like major Hollywood movies. Aliens comes out, he brings that character back and takes away the victimhood of, of Ripley. And Ripley and Aliens is, uh, and, and <laughs> getting back with Norm. I, I talk about Norm so much. Um, one of the fallouts Norm and I had is, is that he, he was trying to tell me that Aliens is not a, uh, it's not a good movie, essentially. And uh, I'm like, no, get out, okay? Uh, Aliens is one of the greatest movies, not just action, not just science fiction, not just um, monster, whatever, not just military-driven uh, fantasy. No, it's one of the greatest movies ever, okay? So, um, no, he, he makes Ripley <laughs> into a non-victim. Ripley is a woman of action, and and this is why Aliens, as a female character driven, uh, or just fe- just Aliens as a as a vehicle for a female driven character. Okay, um, that's why it's far more significant than Alien. Far more. Okay. Uh, his one of his producing partners is Gail Ann Hurd. Okay, if you all know who she is. All right, let's let's talk about Gail. Female, okay. She, she's a girl. Am I? Uh, is it bad for me to say that she's currently sixty-one? I'm just going off Wikipedia. Born October twenty-fifth, nineteen fifty-five. Education, Stanford. Boom, nineteen seventy-seven. Graduate. Spouses. Oh, geez. Here we go. Ready. James Cameron. Oh, excuse me, James Cameron. So, if there's anyone that understands, like the the plight of the female uh, in Hollywood and how tough it is, and and you know, but nothing's really. I don't think anything's easy in Hollywood. I think it's the same as like the NFL when people say, uh, "Oh, that's an easy game. They're playing the Browns. Uh, it's the Dolphins. It's an, and no, there's no easy victory in the NFL. There's no easy career." In Hollywood, okay. So Gail Ann, being married to Mr. James Cameron, produced the Terminator, Aliens, Alien Nation, Bad Dreams, The Abyss, Downtown, Tremors, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, The Water Dance, Raising Cain, Safe Passage, The Ghost in the Darkness, The Relic, Dante's Peak, Armageddon, Bam Bam Bam, Virus, Dick, Adventure. Inc. Uh, it's in a TV show. Uh, Clock Stoppers. A little overrated there. Um, people like to kind of try and make that into a cult movie. Hulk. Terminator 3. Rise of the Machines. The Punisher. Ouch. Aeon Flux. Ouch. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible Hulk. Okay. We got you there. Uh <laughs> Punisher Warzone. <clears throat> oh, here we go. Here we go. Walking Dead. Fear of the Walking Dead. Well, thank you, Miss Ain Heard. And then we're at just modern day run. Hunters. I'm not familiar with any of these. Hunters. Uh, Falling Water, Main Killer, Lore. Hunters and Falling Water are 2016. Um, I, I'm curious to, to look this up. All right. So he's deeply connected 
with the struggle and the plight of a, of a, of a female, of, a, of a, an attractive, I always thought she was attractive, attractive woman in, in Hollywood. Uh, Gail and her also, uh, her other spouse would be Brian De Palma. <laughs> so she, who did Raising King in 1992, another movie she produced. Uh, <laughs> so she obviously likes filmmakers. And and when when we just click on James Cameron's uh, Wikipedia, spouses, Gail Ann Hurd. Okay, ready, ready, ready? Catherine Bigelow. Who's Catherine Bigelow? Who else is James Cameron married to? Okay, let's just go through, because Catherine Bigelow too, man. Boy, is she hot. Uh, filmography, okay. Set up short film, haven't seen The Loveless. Whoa, that's on Amazon Prime. Go see Loveless with William Dafoe. That movie's got fire. Okay, Born in Flames. Oh, actress, was I aware? Oh, oh here we go. Give me one second here. Okay, uh, I promised a appearance by by Dallas. <laughs> okay, or I promised an update. Dallas just literally jumped uh, right across my uh, recording table here and just walked right over the uh, laptop. Uh, too light down, but I, I had to shoo him away. But yeah, okay. Uh, Catherine Bigelow. Okay, here we go. Ready? Near Dark. Boom. One of the greatest vampire movies of all time. Everyone's in that too. Lance Erickson, Bill Paxton, um, little fat kid that blows up at the end, I think. Uh, all right, so now we should do a couple music for Okay, ready? Blue Steel, awesome movie. Um, that kind of created a trend of, which is an interesting trend that uh, no one kind of um, touches on. So we're just gonna go into Blue Steel real quick. So Blue Steel essentially is a female cop that is, because she's a woman, and she is uh, somewhat victimized as a female cop in that movie, and she needs to overcome this. Uh, and she needs to overcome it uh, out of the realm of her being a woman, or, or like the confines of her being a woman, meaning that she's got to be smarter, she's got to be quicker, Gotta be a little bit more clever. She's gotta be a, a clever little girl. And this is uh, this is Blue Steel with, with Jamie Lee Curtis. And there's been a lot of movies that have borrowed this concept. Okay, and they've even like side borrowed, meaning uh, movies like Enough. Um, you know, I believe we're all inspired inspired by Blue Steel. Blue Steel's also shot really well. And then we have hugely underrated uh, Strange Days. Okay? So, oh, <laughs> we skipped a movie here. Blue Steel, Point Break, Strange Days. We know Point Break. Let's not go into that. Um, after Strange Days, uh, which I recommend uh, anyone to to that's with uh, Ray Fines and I uh, forget the the, um, the the girl in that um, black girl ah jeez uh, Angela Bassett maybe okay uh, yeah good movie uh, that was during like the VR uh, craze like the VR trend in Hollywood and you have three notable movies for the VR trend okay you have Strange Days the obvious lawn, Lawnmower Man and you have Johnny Mnemonic Okay, and you know what? To like for the flavor of these movies, you can kind of put like I for some reason I always like mentally put Tank Girl right in there, but even though Tank Girl's like completely subject matter wise different, it has like a flavor that's similar to it. Uh, Undertow, I'm not familiar with that, that came out in 1996. Um, the Weight of Water, man, haven't seen that. K19, The Widowmaker, uh, director-producer, okay, that movie was um, kind of like a run of her, I guess you can say like wartime trilogy, and by that I mean, um, nine, that came out in 2002, so 2008 you have The Hurt Locker, we all know about that movie, so yeah, uh, Widowmaker, which is a submarine movie, we have Hurt Locker, and now we have Zero Dark Thirty, okay, so it's kind of like she did do a war trilogy. Um, K-19 Widowmaker is a, it's got Harrison Ford, I think it has 
maybe Ed Harris. Uh, forgetting here. Um, I should just click on it. Let me, let me just click on it. Um, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. And I, I hate to say this. I think it's a forgettable submarine movie. Uh, I don't know, when, when it comes to submarine movies, it's Hunt for Red October, Run Silent, Run Deep, The Enemy Below. Um, and, geez. <laughs> That might be it. Uh, you know, I, U571 with Johnny Depp. Uh, good movie. Uh, and um, it's got Johnny Depp. Uh, I would put that above K- K-19. Uh, the, the class of submarine movie is very, very small. So James Cameron spent some time with women. He spent some time with female characters, like building maybe some some of the uh, the best female characters. And he's he's been involved with some female Hollywood powerhouses. Oh, and FYI, just just so we we do it all. Um, let, let, let's just go back to Cameron. So so Cameron's third wife is Linda Hamilton. Okay, so. Producer, director, actress. <laughs> this dude has banged every level of Hollywood struggle, Hollywood acceptance of, of, of women. Um, and right now he's married to Susie Armiz. And I'm not even sure she's even... Is she an actress? Oh, she is an actress. Oh, this one too. She's a little... Yeah, remember her. So let, let's just... Let me get like a better Wikipedia does not have a good picture of, of her. That yeah, she is hot. Yeah, remember her. She's been in a lot of movies. Okay, so you know, like does does James Cameron know about women? Yeah. Does he know about women on like every conceivable level? Uh, yeah. Does he know more about women than I do? Probably when it comes to Hollywood. I had to put that in there. No, but really, like, so now all of a sudden, it, his his opinion is a attack. It's attack on females, and everyone loses their uh, their. I never thought he was much, but Jeff Johns, uh, he's one of the, the he might be the chief creative officer of DC Comics. He's also the guy spearheading all like all the movies. He, I, you can say he's like the showrunner. He's their, the Kevin Feige, the Kevin Feige of the DC EU. Uh, he's give him a lot of credit. He he brought um, mostly like just to gloss it over. Um, Flash and Green Lantern Green Lantern into a mythology and relevance. Uh, he's on a 10-year run with Green Lantern. That is just phenomenal. Um, some of the ideas just don't apply to the rest of the DC universe. Um, but they're just fun ideas and he it's just good stuff to, to cherry pick. Um, his best work was The Flash following uh, Mark Wade. Um, that's a duel if you want to talk about uh, like who did it better. Uh, I'm a Mark Wade Flash guy. Uh, now, you know, I like Jeff John so a lot. Um, so he retweets that uh, uh, Gail Simone, female comic author, uh, makes a comment about, uh, "Hey, like, who who wants to see Avatar two more than Wonder Woman two? Uh, you know, with her retweet or or something." Uh, okay, so uh, we have like probably tens of thousands of documented hours and and white paper created talking about what James Cameron has done in cinema. I mean, it's it's for endless uh, analysis and debate. Okay. Gail Simone, I, uh, no one can ever tell me what to read from her. Okay. Uh, she's she's a, uh, a female comic book writer that gets work writing female comic book characters. And, and it's only because she's a female. Okay. I can't think of anything by her. I, I think... Um, I don't know. Um, the, the the major contributors to the Wonder Woman mythos uh, through the years of the printed page have been contributed by men. Okay, so let me get some of this coffee. Uh, 
Jim Lee possibly said something. So, so we we we, ha we have a whole industry now that takes a high horse that attacks James Cameron, who has done more. James Cameron may have done more in his like seven, eight movies than the entire comic industry has done in the last fifteen years. Okay, okay. Um, if James Cameron came on board for a DCEU movie. Okay, like let's just say he he maybe cherry pick something a little bit a little bit off center. Okay, like not you know like he got interested in not like Suicide Squad you know but like let's say the Outsiders, and he gets interested in making a Outsiders movie with G Force, all those guys, a little bit of Dark Knight sprinkled in that. People would lose their minds. This would be everything getting like better like and it would be a jolt of energy and no like you know like it would just be an obvious home run the hype would be real the excitement would be things would just be vibrating okay people would lose their minds if he signed on to a dceu movie <laughs> so but not now not now. Now he's a uh, woman-hating a-hole. That some of the brightest minds, uh, even I don't agree with a lot of his work or what he says, Jeff Johns. Um, but, you know, he's still brilliant. Jeff Johns is still brilliant. Uh, one of the top five, six writers of his generation. So, but... All of a sudden now, you're on a high horse and you want to dictate to other people how they should feel about James Cameron, whose films will live on far, far longer, far more than your comics. And so during all of this, I got a... <laughs> Saren kind of forgot that uh, I forgot that it was like on my list. Um, I walked into a used bookstore and I got a uh, uh, Green Lantern, con constructing the film Green Lantern, relatively art of book, making of book, hardback from the movie Green Lantern, who large uh, that movie itself, uh, everything that was chosen for that movie came from Jeff Johns. Okay, that was essentially his Green Lantern movie. So I read the intro for that, and I just, I just get so pissed because he makes it sound like that movie is amazing. Yeah, you know, like that that movie is 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 a home run. And, and look, uh, I think that movie got lowballed a little bit. I think that movie is a lot better than people give it credit for. Uh, far more, like you know, like just when it comes to superhero movies, even uh, like of the time, uh, yeah, like better than than a chunk of them. You know, like that Green Lantern movie is better than three Punisher movies, two Ghost Rider movies, maybe on par with one Daredevil movie. Um, X Men Three is on par with. Okay, Batman Forever it's on par with. Okay, uh, Quest for Peace, no. Superman 3, eh, no, it's still better than Superman 3. Okay, so you, you see my point. Uh, is it better than Zorro? No, no, nothing's better than Zorro. <laughs> but no, I and I really enjoyed going through this book. I love reading books like that because um, it's just better than watching DVD documentaries. Uh, I'm just I get just sick of watching that stuff sometimes. I just rather read it. I rather like have the book. I'd rather be able to stare at something. You know, and like uh, there's a couple pictures of them with uh, Abin Sur, who um, died and gave the ring to Hal Hal Jordan. Hal Gordon, Hal Jordan, and uh, you see the the prosthetic of the you know like the the life size mold of of that character on on this table, and there's like all these cool things on the shelves, okay, in this one picture, and you know like I like looking what's on the shelves. Uh, I, I never got the need to learn how to do some of that stuff, and which is good because. Uh, <laughs> There's been so much I got the need to, to learn, podcasting being one of them. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Jeff Johns writes this introduction. I just, I just feel like it's BS. Um, I almost, like, want to do a, uh, like, a thing, like, a whole, 
production just on that intro to analyze it and to maybe poke some of these hypocrisies out and these inconsistencies. That's part of the game in Hollywood, though. You, you, get, you, got, you got to play along. So everyone worked hard on the movie that everyone hated. Everyone worked hard, which I do take... I, um, I do take that position sometimes because I, I think it's overlooked. I will address it if I feel like it's overlooked when I'm speaking across from someone who is criticizing a movie and seems to act like it's all easy and things could just easily be this way, could easily be this way if they only did this. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, you, you don't realize what you just said there was a $20 million shot, okay? So... Or why can't they just get this actor? Okay, well, maybe that actor is hooked up on uh, the cocaine or heroin or some other awesome drug. No, just joking. No one, no one do drugs. Uh, <laughs> so everyone, everyone's a backseat film critic, that, and most of the time there is no education on what it really takes to cost, the time, the management, the, the, uh, the controlling the wave, the current, the executives, the emails, the calls, the text messages, dealing with the press. Any movie that makes its way out of Hollywood, I think it's a freaking miracle, Green Lantern being one of them. However, yeah, it's one of the less revered comic book movies. Jeff Johns doesn't seem to think that according to the introduction of Green Lantern constructing the film. So I thought that was great timing, seeing that book, reading that intro, <laughs> and uh, seeing all these James Cameron comments. Sorry, we, we got some uh, we got some cop cars here because we're in Philly. But yeah. I just wanted to address that. So this is Dream Warriors, uh, 50.3, signing off. And hey, everyone, yeah, you got you got to do your homework assignments. Your homework assignment is uh, to create, get, get creative, learn something new. Get yourself out of your comfort zone, okay? I, I've been on a big run of that. I just keep doing things, and I got like I rediscovered my my FOMO, fear of missing out, and there's just nothing I don't want to do right now. I'm just uh, like fever pitch stuff. I just don't want to say no. If someone's here, I go. If they're doing this, I do it. And boy, it's just remolding me. I think it's like twisting that DNA, the hex DNA strain, like into a different way for me. And it's uh, it's fun, but you gotta do it. You got I don't care. I don't care what your situation is. Everyone's everyone's busy. Everyone has something holding them back. Something holding them. Most of the things, the life lesson here. Most of the things that are holding you up are in place by you. You put those things there. So think about that. Okay. Uh, what you? I've been saying okay too much. I'm afraid to go back and listen to my ums. Okay. Ah, see, almost said okay there. Boom. Okay. Do something. Get yourself out of the comfort zone. Get some FOMO. Be creative. And that's a Dream Warrior signing out.